and welcome everyone to episode 55 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? How you doing, Derek? I am, of course, uh, you know, Brandon Bovia, the English uh, letterer for manga like Dragon Ball Super, Kaiju number 8, and uh, many, many, many more. Uh, just kind of ready to talk about One Piece. We had a really good set of chapters this week. Oh my gosh! I I don't think I really good. I like messaged you right away. It's like holy crap! <laughs> These are <laughs> amazing. Like it just and people said this arc is slow. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe week to week it's slow, but I feel like each individual chapter is still offering something. It does. I think feel like there is a bit more buildup than most other uh, arcs. But I think yeah, th- yeah. there's also the af- uh, the aspect of you were there were mini arcs this is just one yeah. big thing so it's, it's more of establish, establishing what's going on and dear god once once the like okay we got all the rules set we're all good go yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it, it it feels like an all like an all-out war in a way that is different than uh, what we saw in like the climax of alabasta yeah i think you <laughs> like, put this a, is this is a battle royale exactly you yeah i was gonna just say that just that you mentioned before it's more like a battle royale royale and that's basically the best way to put it just yep pick your sides and here they go <laughs> I, f- I feel like oda had a lot of fun coming up with matchups for this one. Oh, absolutely but uh well let's see some of those matchups with chapter 256 wiper the berserker and wobble toy business going pretty well for himself as uh he's found a new alloy called Wapple metal thanks to that scientist from that you saw from last, last time somehow he's developed a new metal thanks to his munch munch machine or munch munch factory i would be incredibly wary of any kind of any kind of revolutionary new alloy that that came from his body <laughs> right uh, but i do appreciate the the deer in the headlights look of Wapple. it's pretty funny yeah he's like how am he's i like how am i this oh successful <laughs> this this makes no sense also, I don't I don't know why I don't know why I didn't notice this until now, but that toy totally looks like um, Gato from Chrono Trigger. Oh, I see it. <laughs> we just yeah. need to give him a mic. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see how that develops as, as as time goes on. But for now, we get a flashback to a young wiper. Honestly, I I like the look. I like how the the punkish look they like, he's even more so given like he's kind of yeah. wizened in his modern look i guess but here it's just like he's, young he's hardened for sure yeah man good on oda for having to come up with like okay we just came up with these designs for all these guys okay now here's a younger version of all of them yeah it's seriously it's like you got a brahmin in the background right there mm-hmm. kamakiri on the right like it's it's pretty cool how much their looks have changed up and we get to see just how hard-headed he is like there is no negotiating with him Gonfor is doing his best to be like, okay, you got to understand, we rely on the Vars. We need the upper yard as well, but we understand that we took it from you. So we're trying to meet in the middle here and, 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 and Wiper's not having it. <laughs> Just Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. I, I think he, he says, find a hundred people who don't want to die and bring us their heads as sacrificial offer- offerings. Don't do that and negotiations are off. Like, my God. Yeah. I think the thing I really like about this scene is that, like, it is, this feels like a really sort of complicated, you know, very real life inspired issue of native people versus uh, 
it's not even really like um like it, it feels like a different take on kind of like like native people versus imperialism yeah but it, it's it's balanced here it's a it's a really complicated issue where you have you know sort of there's sort of a like a debate over territory but there's sort of neither side is completely wrong and that it, like that sort of gray area complicated issue is is really uncommon in a lot of shonen manga especially of this time oh yeah and yeah so it's something it's a detail i was able to really appreciate and Gonfor recognizes that at least initially his side was wrong but it's been too many years it's been too long you can't just cold turkey this right yeah it's it's they're dealing with like the consequences of like 400 years yeah it's not gonna get erased that easily and I, I, I think he breaks it down like there's nothing. I don't quite understand this where he just says, wait, there's nothing more I love than pump, pump, pumpkin juice. And it's like, I don't know what that's doing, what his goal was. Yeah, with that. Uh, yeah I don't is, is he trying to become like come off as more relatable or I, I it obviously didn't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just, makes, a, it just a, makes him snap. Fight breaks out and we see a baby Isa who's person to tor- burst into tears whenever his conflict in the village but ah man i yeah <laughs> i mean it's also interesting that was it raka i i can never get quite get her name uh, right R- rocky R- rocky rocky that might be it she just wonders if all the fighting is wiper's fault and he's <laughs> like he's, he's like hmm he's he scares me he's just like a demon which yeah <laughs> it's yeah. it's something else and i man especially cuz like it's the morning they're ready to go and he he actually tosses Isis treasure on the ground all of, all of her, all of her vars and he basically is like okay this is an all or nothing gambit today we're taking out a Nehru and we ha- have to be prepared to leave comrades behind so if you're willing to push forward no matter what the cost willing to be left behind just so we can accomplish this mission come with me and Man, that's that's who yeah he's he is ready ready to accomplish his goal at any cost basically i mean all from one vassal being defeated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so who and then we get more of a Nehru. i this scene is like i feel like you understand everything about his character from this one sequence he is just so like He's so chill. <laughs> I, I yeah. forgot about it, that it, aspect of him. He's just nothing he, ruffles him. He just has. He's in complete control. It feels very different from Crocodile. Yeah, I was going to say like Cro- Crocodile is very like he planned every step of the way and then some. But meanwhile, Enaru is just you know he's almost like the complete opposite. Like it's just it's just vibes, baby. Yeah, I'm just going along he with it. Care. But I know things will fall in my way. Fall my way. So whatever. Mm. I'm God. Yeah, that's- <laughs> It's confidence. <laughs> it's a godly confidence. Yes. And he's just like talking about like, ah, okay. We, so we have Commander Yama and 50 Heavenly Warriors will be going out there uh, for all out war. And he's just like, you're uh, missing some of the hidden potential here. It's like, so we got 50 Heavenly Warriors, three vassals. That's 54, including me. There's 20 Shandians out ahead of here. So I don't know how many Shandians were there in total, but only 20 of them mm. decided to go. 
holy crap. Yep. And then there's, uh, as for the Blue Sea people, there are the four who entered the forest and another four who escaped. No, that's three because the old man uh, can't fight anymore. So 81 in total in the game. I love that breakdown of just how many people, yeah, seriously. how many players And, they and have. just all from the fact that, like... He- that he just knows. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get the explanation on that later. But like, all I feel like that's very illuminating. Yeah, he it does give him that sort of commie aspect to him, and yeah. just to see him served and sort of the worry about people. Like he's just casually eating banana, and they're like, yep. "Hey, what do you? How many do you guys think will be left?" And he's just like, uh, "You know, I oh no, I couldn't, I couldn't answer, I couldn't." step in on this and he's like oh come on say something and it's like well obviously the three vassals remain and the 50 heavenly warriors are formidable so they won't fall easily but the enemy is strong enough to go head to head so in three hours of fighting i estimate 30 of them will fall so 50 will remain standing and and denarius like oh okay you're not taking this serious seriously but i shall answer my prediction in three hours time of the original 81 five will be left standing oh boy that I for I, I completely forgot that about this whole scene and his prediction, and I feel like this it completely changes <laughs> like how how you approach the next few chapters. Oh, I have never forgotten this moment because it's it's just one of those things. It's like, is he going to be right? I I just remember yeah. just feeling that the oh, first time boy. watching the, watching yeah. this and be like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, you really get the feeling the guy talking to Enero that he's just like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm talking to, to God here. I probably, you know, I, I, I shouldn't speak out of turn. Uh, yeah. So he, he opens with a, a fairly, uh, conservative, I mean, optimistic obviously view. we yeah, will I mean, be con- defeated. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it, I, I love, yeah. Enero's just like, eh, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we get into it. The Shandians heading into the forest, all going together when all of a sudden they are stopped dead in their tracks. As we learn by Shura, who reveals that he is the challenge of the of the string, and he yep. basically tells them that hey, rules have changed. We're allowed to be wherever now, and this is my string challenge. So my entire territory is covered in these cloud strings, basically that are so thin that they're invisible, but so light you can't feel them, and yet so strong that you can't break free. So you've been cut, getting yourself entangled in, the, in them ever since you entered the island. Which, okay, explains what happened to Gonfor. Oh, yeah. Uh, how he got held up. But then we got uh, we got the reveal that there was one Shandian who did not get uh, entangled in all this. Wiper. And yes. Oh, my God. I love this scene. <laughs> this I, scene is so badass. <laughs> I literally went, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I had forgotten oh, all about this. Like, it just shocked yeah. me that much that it's I so good. had that exclamation. Because Wiper fire, fires his bazooka, misses, and he's sure is like, you think you can do an aerial battle against me? Wiper tosses away his bazooka and shield, gets stabbed through the... Uh, the shoulder by the lance by sure lance and then lance, so it's burning. It. Oh yeah. And then he just grabs a hold of uh sure's shoulder and it's like, Oh, an impact dial as if that could stop me. It's like, no, this is 10 times more powerful than that. And just goes reject and just boom done right through. I, I God, that, that right when wiper just like grabs him by the shoulder, I was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> we're too into this. Yeah. To have yeah. Shura, who was built up after having that really amazing fight against Gonfor in the last set of chapters, yeah. be taken down in one hit. Yeah. Holy he's, crap. 
It's so good. Yeah, he just spits up blood and just the fall into the ground. And then I feel like uh, once you've got like th- once Oda puts it into the narration box, like that's official. Like, yeah. Any kind of uh, you know like fight or anything like that. And so the the last panel being like upper yard survival game one down, eighty remaining. Who just oh that sure is. is out boy. And just that that final pose with. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I, I didn't so notice cool. this detail until just now, but Wiper sh- uh, has his wing shit singed. Oh wow! Like, <laughs> part of them are gone. I think it might be from the fire. He might still be on, slightly yeah. on fire at that point. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so kind of want to check back uh, check back to the anime they, they might have toned it down a little bit but oh man that's so cool i mean who would have ever expected sure to be the first one to go down like a, a, a seriously vassal. yeah it's just building the, i mean they're building up the vassals is like this huge thing i was uh, reading this i was like excited like oh okay we're, we're going back to some of the challenges um you know i i, I mentioned uh, an episode or two ago that it's like in any other manga it would have been like oh we're gonna have to go through all four but no, we come back to one thinking, okay, we're going to do the other challenge. And then just boom, down goes Shura. And just the fact that Wiper all of a sudden is like, oh, oh, he's actually powerful. <laughs> he has tricks yeah. up his oh, yeah. sleeve. He's not just yeah, some he's not goober. All talk. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not he's, like uh, Koza where he's like, you know, he's charismatic leader, but not exactly much of a fighter. Wiper yeah. is, well, berserker. He is just willing to yeah. go all out. <laughs> He, he earned that chapter title. Oh, yeah, he did. So, yeah, let's just get to it. Chapter 257, yeah. Dial Battle. And, well, life continues to go well for Wapple as his toy shop expands. Oh, uh, capitalism. Yep. Uh, once again, the evils uh, yeah. of capitalism. Yeah, I hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> I see. I see. Waffle smiling just it just ruins my day. I, I know, right? Like it. <laughs> it's, it's just wow. <laughs> Uh, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I mean, of course, a politician went into capitalism. <laughs> ah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, uh, go figure. But uh, <laughs> it's time for a lesson in other dials. Like, how exactly did Wiper just take out uh, Shura so easily? Well, we have gone yep. for to thank for this, as 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 far as explaining it, because he has Sanji place a dial on the middle of a barrel and then take out a massive hammer and just smack it as hard as he can. And all the while Usopp's like, Hey, don't break the ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After all we've been through. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't, we don't want to mess up the, anything else. And gone for is like, no, no, go all out. And <laughs> <laughs> so Sanji does it. Nothing happens. And they're like, I told you not to you know, hurt the ship, but you didn't even crack the barrel. What's up with that? And yeah, yeah it's, they realize like, Oh, it's like the shell absorbed the entire brunt. And Gonfor is like, okay, so take that shell, place it face down on the empty barrel, and press the uh, the, the top. And it's just a massive just explosion. <laughs> like, wow. wow. It sends Sanji back. Barrel is basically obliterated. And that's our demonstration of what an impact dial it absorbs any impact delivered to it and then releases as at the user's discretion. So it's often attached to gloves, uh, bandages, and is powerful enough to actually kill the average person, which explains yep. what the heck Satori was doing and how they were able to hit him with the, like just with a palm strike. This is some of my f- uh, favorite stuff. When, when we sort of get like a demonstration of another character's abilities, and then you kind of you don't quite understand what is happening for a few chapters. Um, but like it's never it's never completely out of nowhere. 
No, there's you eventually get that explanation, and mm-hmm. Gonforce basically is like, yeah, dials can be helpful, but they're also very potent for destruction. And uh, take, yeah. for example, the heat dial, where while they can be used for cooking, uh, combining with a spear or put it in the beak of a bird, all of a sudden you have a fire-breathing bird and a fire-spitting javelin. So there you go for sure as powers. Dials, yeah. man. <laughs> wow. M- much like the kind of the w- what we opened up the episode with, this also feels like we're you know um, uh, gone for talking about like well you know the dials can be used for good but they can also be used for weapons. It's I feel like that's also a very uh, kind of real life allegory when it comes to technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so seeing seeing I don't know there's something immersive about like being in this entirely new world and an, enti- an entirely like sub-society within One Piece with their own rules and their own technology. It just it makes the world feel, like, very fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And he, he's basically saying all this to base, to lay out that the Straw Hats have a disadvantage in these fights because they have... The, all these warriors have the dials. They have... Uh, they know how to work the manufactured clouds. And those who aren't trained in their uses have no... Little chance, basically no chance for most people to yep. d- handle this. And Sanji finally asks, okay, what the heck is mantra? Mantra, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but before we move on to that, I feel like we, we kind of glossed over one bit oh, um, sure. with the with the reject dials, <laughs> where that's where uh, Gonfor explains that it was it's 10 times more powerful than an impact dial and uh, uh, it endangers your life by using it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I feel like is an important detail with the wiper. <laughs> right. So that that's the explanation of wiper's whole thing is it's way more powerful but also will mess you up as we did see with his arm he is he's pro- yeah for sure for sure probably dislocated to some degree and had to pop it back <laughs> in so again two vassals down that's pretty good <laughs> yeah but yeah what is mantra interestingly gonfor does not have the power himself but it's he describes it as the power to listen just by being alive humans emit voices from their bodies so those born with the gift can hear a person and know what their next move might be. So the more they've mastered the mantra, the greater area they can listen to. For the vassals, it covers all of uh, Upper Yard, but for Aneru, it's the entire country. That's how he knows what's going on at all times. Exactly, yeah. I, that, I mean, that, that explains everything down to the beginning of the arc, where he just, he had like, you know, the like the God's punishment, like just the rays coming down. He, he, he basically seems to know everything happening in Skypea at all times. Yeah. It's crazy that they had trouble landing a punch on Satori. How are they going to fight a Nehru at the, at some point? You know. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you're a, a literally like like an all-seeing god. <laughs> exactly. It's massively clever. But again, he's so laid back. I'm so used to yeah. the crocodile like flying off the handle. I forgot how laid back he was. Uh, yeah, he's just he's, like, oh, it's just begun, and sure has been already been defeated. Huh, what a fool! I mean, I love even his his assistant. Just like, there's no there's no laughing matter. <laughs> like the vassals have got unchallenged for six years. We lost two in two days. <laughs> and it was just like, eh, eh. whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, actually, I might be wrong about this because I only just noticed it while reading these chapters. Is this the beginning of all of our different laughs for villains? Because we have yahahaha for him. Yeah, I think it might be. Um, because there I was, might be others that have. Yeah. trying to look out for the out for that but for some reason this is the first one that really stood out yeah i think so that that that, that will become uh a thing <laughs> as as the series goes on yeah i mean i blackbeard might have had it as well because didn't he have a gaha gaha ha, ha, ha or something like that so yeah might have started with blackbeard uh, but this 
Yeah. This feels like the official start just because, well, we get to hear all these different laughs. <laughs> yeah, there will, there will be many. <laughs> yep. But uh, we get to see our 50 Heavenly Warriors, which for some reason are themed to sheep. Yeah. They're, they're, they're sheep men. They're, well, they're very silly looking, uh, as, as we'll see a little bit later. They are actually a little bit of a threat, which I was kind of surprised to buy. <laughs> right? They but, do. They yeah. look utterly ridiculous, but they are a bit of a threat. So <laughs> there we are. We just have this little thing of uh, Rocky gathering up the Vars for Isa, uh, with what was done before. And thinking to Wiper's words and I just sort of setting a mood almost. But we do yeah. go back to Shura, see him knocked out, see his bird being like, well, screw this. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. And everybody admonishing Wiper be like, hey, why are you using a reject dial? This is ridiculous. You're going to get yourself killed. He's like, this is just commitment. And yeah. oh. that God, that, sh- that close up shot with him in the bazooka. It's just I love all the detail. Yeah. Oh, God, that bazooka is so damn cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's just like, hey, it'll take at least this much to bring them down. And he just sets all of, them, all of them free. And they're like, all right, well, we need to split up because we can't, you know, afford this kind of mistake where we all get caught at once again. So split up every man for himself. Don't get killed. Let's go. Yep. And... That's uh, that's it, and that's that's when the fighting just starts. We get we see. Yeah, it just it, it really becomes a battle royale from this point onward. Yeah, we got we got just this Shandian surfing along when all of a sudden one of the sheep men show up and then just take him down. I love his kung fu pose. <laughs> yeah, and we get a different dial, an axe dial, and God, that's terrifying because guy tries to shoot him. Uses, raises up his shield to block it, and it cuts through the shield and the guy. Like, I was actually expecting yeah, like him to be rip. bisected by, by, in the next panel, but Oof. not yeah. quite. <laughs> not that violent. Yeah, but still, ridiculous-looking sheep man <laughs> just took out yeah, two guys. They, no they got hands. <laughs> Seriously. And I love the juxtaposition because we got these guys just taking out these Shandians, no problem, showing just how tough they are. And then meanwhile, we have Luffy just wandering along, singing a song, and he all of a sudden hears these this ba. It's like, oh, a goat. That sounds like a goat. Yeah, yeah, he's so excited. Where's a goat? There's a goat. And then all of a sudden, the guy a guy tries to attack him, and he backhands him out of nowhere, sends him bouncing that's, off everything. He's like, that's so good. Oh, it wasn't a goat. What a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> and he continues walking along when he comes across Wiper, or Wiper comes across yep. him. Basically, they meet. And it's like, yeah, oh. like, oh, mm, time to fight. Yeah, I did not expect this reunion so quick. That's, hmm, <laughs> that's something it's, else. God, it, it really feels like a, just like a, hey, you, know, you came to the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> yep. We do have an SBS, though. And um, one, of, uh, one of them actually mentioned, asks about how many limbs uh, Nico can sprout all over her body. And they say, like, is about 200 of them? And they're like, yeah, about that. So yeah. that's a lot of limbs. I don't know if that ever comes up, but yeah, I'm I'm not sure it might, but maybe in a movie. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's more about the philosophies about like what what is. It's interesting seeing somebody ask about the, uh, somebody's willpower. Oh yeah, I didn't. I was like, huh. I I guess it is kids that they don't quite understand the the, the concept quite yet. So yeah, oh, I do think o- Oda gives kind of a vague answer here, uh, and this is this is not me like oh I'm hinting at something. It feels more. Like, thematically, I feel like this answer will probably play into things. I mean, uh, one of the, the biggest 
questions in the entire series is the will of D. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's hmm. how 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 it will how it will play into the story. Uh, I even even now I'm still not quite sure, but yeah, you know, we will. It feels it feels like something we'll have an answer to sooner than later. Maybe, maybe. But for now, let's go over to ch- chapter 258, The Many Souths. And Wobble continues to grow with his becoming a titan of industry. The Munch Munch Factory is born. And, yep. I do like that the, the dog is still there. <laughs> the fact that the dog is stuck with him this entire time is kind of funny. He's like, well, I might be a freak of nature, but I think I'm getting fed. <laughs> something. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's uh, like, oh, good. More Wobble success. <laughs> Oh, well, let's get a breakdown because, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on and readers coming into Shonen Jumping like, like, oh, what's One Piece? And they see this chapter like, what is going on? It's like, all right, well, here's the upper we yard. Maps. It's a survival game. The straw hats are split into two groups and uh, the search, gold search team is these four. So the destination was just straight due east to the sacrificial or due south to the sacrificial altar. And it should have been a straight shot. And meanwhile, everybody's going in their own directions. <laughs> I, yep. I lo- Robin's the only one who's on track. I love that simple map where Luffy's just a straight shot going in the wrong direction. Zoro's going every which direction and Chopper's panic running everywhere. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, uh, it it should have been so easy. Yeah, it should have. I, I will say something about this because I remember the first time watching this uh, and being really frustrated by Chopper. Because mm-hmm. he had such a strong introduction uh, in, in his fight, how he was willing to stand up to to Wapple and all of them and really show that 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 courage. But every every moment since then, he's been a little bit cowardly other than the, like the Alabasta fight that he had. But up yeah. in this entire arc, he's been very much a coward. But he also have to kind of understand that he, this is a kid out of his depth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it, it's one of those things that I, it's it's a like a little eye rolling, but at the same time, like sort of understandable. I, I don't know. I I feel like uh, if I if I have one criticism uh, in broad terms about One Piece and maybe Oda as a storyteller is that he's often too quick to throw out character development for a joke. Yeah. Um, when th- this this is by far not even close to the most egregious example of that. Oh boy! Uh, but when you bring it up, it is sort of like ah uh, yeah 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 <laughs> like like you get it. He's he is in the middle of a literal fight where everybody's just attacking around him, and it wasn't quite as visceral, I guess, for him during the the alabasta stuff. He was outside of that major fighting for the most part. Yeah. Or he was just he was so focused on tasks that he didn't have to worry about it. Here he is just on his own, not near his friends, and just panic running as all this action happens around him and the Shandians and the Heavenly Warriors yeah. battle it out, explosions going all around. Like for that a kid, said, it is very sense. funny. Oh, it's very <laughs> funny. It's it's like it's just like I should have never come here and just running. <laughs> yep. Uh, I feel like uh, it, it, it's one thing, I mean, because you already got, you got Robin and you got Zoro and you got Luffy who are all, like, I mean, Zoro and Luffy are lost, but they're still, like, in their depth. <laughs> like, yeah. They are uh, entirely comfortable. So it, it 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 sort of makes sense that you would have one character in the group who would, of, of them all, it would be Chopper who is just, like, freaking out. <laughs> exactly. And it it's fun to just come to Robin and she's like, huh, things have gotten pretty lively. Ooh, an old hut. 
I wonder what the the ruins of the main city will fare better. And she's just sort of interested in these ruins. And all of a sudden, one of these heavenly warriors shows up, crashes onto the ruins. He's like, smashes it. (laughs) He's like, hey, woman, this route leads to Kami's temple and it's sacrilege to go any further. And she just says, hey, get down from there. You don't understand the, the historical significance of the ruins. And he's like, what? And he's like, <laughs> it's like, she just calls her a wench. And he's like, I will tell you by the order of the kami. And he's just trying to, uh, you know, I'll feel my axe dial. And she's just like, yeah, shut up. And just kind of <laughs> sprouts a bunch of limbs all over his body and just breaks them in half, basically. One of my favorite jokes in, in any media, really, is the, the character who is just sort of over-explaining their introduction and is just interrupted, <laughs> just taken out instantly <laughs> yeah this guy is had no idea what he was dealing with but yeah god it's so funny to just i i love that about her she's just like okay shut up and just break some <laughs> it's, just... it, it's fun uh especially since i mean we'll, we'll be getting into the other guys fights later but here robin like she's just she takes out one guy and is like all right cool <laughs> yeah it's like oh there's poor ruins no struggle <laughs> and uh we go back to wiper and luffy and Wiper's just like, hey, I told you to get off the island. It's like, hey, what me and my crew do is none of your business. Well, it is our business because this land belongs to us. Oh, he's like, really? I thought this belonged to the Kami. And he, he says, excuse me. And <laughs> he leaves. bows, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, all right, this is not worth explaining. I'm just going to take you down. It's like, Luffy's like, oh, okay, I can I can handle this. All right, time for a fight. <laughs> yeah. And then a fight, like, we immediately turn away. But uh, <laughs> we get to get into sort of the exact same thing happening again. <laughs> yeah, where Ashandian just took out a heavenly warrior, spots Zoro wandering around, and it's just like it charges at him, and uh, Zoro's like, "Oh, you want to fight? Take and takes him out in one punch." Yep. <laughs> I, I, that's what I love about this. Anybody can attack anybody at any time. <laughs> it's just yeah, I, it's great. Three way fight. Like you never know what you, what you're in for and uh <laughs> it's, i i love it i love it so much especially because we get another heavenly warrior basically like f- pleading for his life and he gets shot and taken out and here we see uh brahm show up this whole sequence is so chaotic <laughs> yeah he's like hey if you're out with the comedy one of his vassals didn't try anything anything i'm in a hurry and he, brahm's just like i'm gonna shoot you <laughs> just goes yeah <laughs> goes for the shot which has the extra effect of sending out a flash of light every time he shoots, uh, which blinds Zoro, and he has to, he's still able yeah. to dodge the shots. But it, it, I like that they have this speed and this blinding aspect that kind of puts them on even footing. Yeah, it's kind of a... Uh, it's a neat gimmick, and uh, it, it's cool to see Zoro fight a long-range opponent. Yeah, it's different. He's not just another sword fight. And I think that's the, the fun of this, is that... The Shanians are putting up way more of a fight than I ever expected. Yes. I, I yeah. thought these guys would be jobbers and it's just not not really showing much of anything. It's like, oh, okay, these are just easy targets to fill out the people getting taken out. And no. Yeah, they, but no, they make for really interesting matchups and really interesting situations. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could just imagine Oda being like, okay, who do I want to fight who? And what do I have these situations that end up with? And it's just, ah, it's fun. Yeah. But I, I mean... Zoro sums it up pretty nicely at the end of this. He's like, he gets a, Brom got a solid hit on him. He's like, he tells Zoro that, hell yeah, hey, you're pretty tough. It's like, oh, don't mention it. I'm sorry too, because I thought you were just a small fry. And it's like, oh. right. Yeah. He's kind of what, what the, uh, the audience was thinking. Pretty much. <laughs> Man, these, these chapters just fly by because they're just so interesting. There's, there's so much action. Yeah. It, it's, there's, um, uh, 
uh, no, never mind. Uh, I, I I had already moved on to the next chapter, but uh, there was a, uh, like a panel with with Zora and Brom where they were like like all of sort of the lines were curved to kind of guide your eye throughout the panel, and I just I wanted to highlight that because I thought it was really cool. Yeah, there's <laughs> action. Uh, it's really good yeah. stuff. But now it's time for chapter two hundred and fifty nine: Pirate Zoro versus Warrior Brom. And the upstart Wapple goes corporate. He has a bunch of, he's, he's yeah, he's just totally gone uh, capitalism. He's he's got a he's got a board of people to answer to now. So I I hope that they don't um, <laughs> actually. No, I I hope that they do try to run him out of the company. That would be a really funny way to end all this. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. You but, played yourself. Uh, yeah. Although I will laugh if like Wapple doesn't never shows up in the manga again, but you start seeing his toys in, in places. Oh god, <laughs> he just starts seeing his merch every now and then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but let's get into this fight as the wind blows through the upper yard, and we get this oh, showdown really between the, the two of them, and the fights happening between the rest of the Shinians. When all of a sudden, here we go, and God, that that multi like. His showing uh, it's kind of like a slow-mo panel yeah almost of Brom just leaping over Zoro and Zoro, you know Zoro having to accommodate for that speed uh, he's like okay his shoes are wavers so I understand this and the pistols give off a flash of light so I lose sight of them so I need to deal with this and it's a lot of him just trying to dodge but he goes in yeah with his uh, and they show you know scares Brom with his three sword technique but completely misses brahm's able to get up in the sky so who it is rough yeah I, i'm a big fan of these sequences where i mean not the not nearly the first time we've seen this but um having like a character kind of trying to suss out the other character's abilities and being like okay what do i need to do you know it, it, there's like strategy and you're kind of seeing the characters learn over the course of the fight mm-hmm. and it's fun because it's both of them learning at this point usually there's yeah, one exactly. knows the other pretty well at this point they had to suss out how to get past it this is them figuring out each other's abilities and like okay here's what he can do and brom being like okay so my dials aren't really having an effect on him but let's try this one and uses the milky dial and definitely throws him off and uh tries to shoot him it's kind of like a gap closer but then all of a sudden eel shows up and has to cut him in half and uh he's talking about how cooking it up but it's just enough of distraction that he actually gets shot in the leg Ooh, yeah and I, it it throws her off. He's like, "Am I crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, "My legs hurt. This opponent is already too quick. I have to do something about these light guns." And he's like, "All right, I got it. Look at these goggles. Your light guns won't work on me anymore." And he's like, "Those don't look like sunglasses." Crap! He figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> it feels almost like a Luffy gag. It, it's uh, uncommon to see Zoro uh, uh, try something that dumb, but it's kind of. That's how desperate we are at this point. Yeah, he just needs that advantage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mental battle. But Zoro confirms that it's just a graze, and he's like, even though Brom's like, hey, you've already been shot in one leg, and the, you know, with because of these flash guns, your perfect timing needed for your sword isn't going to work. And uh, Zoro's admonishing himself. He's like, I got distracted by an eel and got shot. It just shows how I lack concentration. I need to get better. Yeah. <laughs> he runs away, lands on his leg, which... Spurts out blood. Like, yeah, it, it looks ugh. painful. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that face is just. Ugh, ooh, y- you can see him just mm, mm. <laughs> taking it in. But then we get this philosophy of Zoro down on the ground, Brom way up, 
And he just shouts out to him like sight, sound, smell, touch, taste, and intuition. Man has six senses and each of these can be good, bad, or neutral. There, furthermore, each of those can be pure or impure. In a lifetime, there are 36 earthly desires. And right now I have a cannon aimed at you. You're just a pistol. It's like, what are you going on about, Zoro? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and it's, we get a new attack from him. One sword style, 36 pound phoenix. And... It gets him just as he as uh, as Brahm is like charging at him and just yeah takes him out. I, I love the spiral effect. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, this becomes I feel like a really like uh, iconic part of Zoro's uh, kit. I like that it's not all three sword style moves. He yeah. he uses one sword style for certain things, and ah, it's it's so damn cool. It's like a quick fight. Yeah. All these fights yeah. are quick, but. It's, it's satisfying in that way. Yeah, it's a very satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how many are left because people have been getting taken out left and right. Like, this is this has been in some intense fighting. <laughs> yeah. All, all <laughs> like, done. Eneru might have had the right call. Yeah. And Zoro, like, Brahm's taken down and he's like, oh, sorry about that. Don't have anything against you, but when you're told I'm going to be killed, I'm not going to take it lying down. I'll do what it takes to survive. And mm, then... We go to one of the other vassals. I, f- I forget his name, but the uh, crazy hair I'll go with. Yeah. For this one. <laughs> he just finishes taking out a Shandian. And then all of a sudden, Chopper comes walking by. It's like, oh, yeah, not just... good. I've lost my sense of direction. He's just like, and wa- Chopper walks by him, no issue. And uh, nope. just talking right. to himself. <laughs> and all this guy says is, a raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> that it's... is a good joke. <laughs> It is, yeah. I'm glad he just just walks right on by, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, is, is this going to be a fight? Is this who our next bat- battle is? And no, it just walks on by. Nothing happens. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then, complete tonal shift. Oh, yeah. Turn the page, and all of a sudden, they're calling out for Sanji. We see Sanji's burnt body, shredded clothes, fall to the deck. And then see his face, like, all of him is just charred. And they're like, oh, I don't hear a heartbeat. And all of a sudden they look over the deck, and there's a Nehru. And Nehru oh, decided to boy. visit them. It just, I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, what would be the worst possible thing to happen to this, uh, to this, uh, these characters right now? Because uh, they, they were kind of just like, oh, all this action is happening elsewhere. They were just kind of calmly gliding to the other side and then then, whoop (laughs) yeah following their plans and then the big boss himself himself shows up and Uh, what a way to end the chapter like holy crap poor sanji (laughs) yeah i i'm i'm afraid to say it's a good thing sanji had that good moment against satori because i i'm not positive but i'm pretty sure he's out of the game already yeah i feel i feel like he's done (laughs) which I mean, there's worse ways than to get taken out by the big bad, but, oh, man, poor poor Sanji. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But, oh, well. Anyway, let's get to Chapter 260, Pirate Luffy versus Berserker Wiper. Now we're talking. Yeah, and this and this color spread. Everybody's just dripped out. <laughs> oh, I love I like I love when they get the drip. <laughs> it's just it yeah. looks great. The pistols and everything else. It's it ah, it looks good. I like it. Plus it's just a cool looking town. Mm-hmm. We begin with uh Usopp screaming out, You killed him! How could you kill Sanji? I don't hear a uh, any any sign of his heartbeat. And it's like 
he's, you know, he's dead. It's like, wait, Usopp, you're listening to the wrong side. Oh, he's okay. <laughs> I, I love that, like, because it ended off on, uh, the last chapter ended off on a cliffhanger. It's like, oh, I can't hear his heartbeat. And then, of course, it's just a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. We were just listening to the wrong side. And uh, it's like, oh, he's still badly hurt. He still may die. And it's like, no. And it's it's it seems like jokey joke time again. And yep. then all of a sudden, Nehru comes over and just, it's just a pop. Pe- yeah, pop <laughs> into uh, Usopp's face. He's burnt in the exact same way as Sanji. And just lands right on Sanji. <laughs> yeah, lands right on top of him. And the only clue we have as to what Nehru's powers might be is just a bzzz at the tip of his finger. Yeah. I mean, he is God. Are we going Zeus territory here, I guess? Is the, is yeah, the, is it might the thought be. process. But man, that, that tone shift is just. Just to have two <laughs> members of the Straw Hats taken out immediately. Yeah, immediately. And, yeah, and Nami just, being oh. like. What is this guy? What did he just do? She is just he, 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 all there. He says, "Hey, keep your mouth shut, and I won't hurt you." And she's like, "Yeah, got it." Yep, yep. Like my God. And Gonfor is asking, basically asking, like, "Okay, what are you up to?" Uh, it's like, "Oh no, the, you know, don't worry. They're, that's, warriors I stole from you is are still fine, working hard. They're strong and capable. But I put them on to labor on uh, this project, and it's nearing its end. So I don't really need a use to this island anymore. So I came to say goodbye." That's all. Man. <laughs> and it's like, it calls them naive for seeing this island only as a clump of Vars. He says that, that the reason they that he took it so fiercely, the reason that the Blue Sea people are here, and the reason the Shandians want their homeland back are all the same. They all want the legend of El Dorado, the city of gold that thrived. Everyone is searching for the ruins of Shandora. So we actually have a name for all this. And Kanfor yeah. doesn't even know what gold is. Yeah, which is sort of like the, uh, you're right, you know, Enter is kind of operating on a level far above everybody else right now. <laughs> yeah, he seems to know much of the world below. And it's interesting to me that ostensibly we're headed towards where the eye was, which seemed to be where the Kami's temple is based on that one thought. But even this indicating that even Aneru, well, I guess Aneru has, cl- has claimed the gold at this point as, as yeah. the implication. Yeah. So I thought, for some reason, I thought like, oh, he's searching for. It. It's like, no, 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 he wants this. We we yeah. we claimed it. Yeah, and he, he he's yeah. I, I feel like obviously the the Shandians he, he thinks that they want, just want the gold. Is you know like uh, obviously it, it's definitely more complicated than that. But I, I think it says a lot that that's just what he assumes that like they want their land back because of the gold. Right, and I mean he's right about Luffy and the crew, but not so much the Shandians. But uh, mm-hmm. he does say that whoever wins the survival game will get the gold. It's whew. that way he leaves. It was like, I'm also in the game, but for now I must bid you adieu. And Gonford just asked him, was like, well, you free my men. That is only for the Kami to know. And like, ooh, uh, oh, ooh. oh, boy. Yep. That's some shade. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm such a sucker for like the villain showing up out of nowhere. Just kind of to talk smack and then leave. Yeah. Just flashes yeah, away. So good. And then we're left with a sort of mini mini cliffhanger where it looks like two heavenly warriors show up laughing. And we're down to just Nami and Gonfor. And Gonfor isn't exactly shaped up for fights. So is Nami about to get her second fight? We haven't seen her fight since Mm. Alabasta. Oh, yeah, you're right. Very curious there. In the meantime, though, we're down to Wiper and Luffy fighting. And uh, Bazooka is not quite working because Luffy has his gum gum balloon and just (laughs) just sending things away. And uh, it's like, oh, okay. it's not like it'll do any, you any good. And 
Wiper's like, yep, seems that way. Let's mix it up. And he loads something else into his bazooka. And he's like, oh, it stinks. Luffy's just like, oh, it stinks. According to Wiper, he stored gas in the wind dial. The, we- the name of this weapon is the burn bazooka. So along with the gas that spews out, a, a bluish white flame burning everything within its path to a crisp. And then he demonstrates this and puts a freaking hole in a giant tree with the blast of this bazooka. Holy Wiper crap. is such a threat. <laughs> I thought no, I thought this was another Koza, maybe a little stronger. Yeah. The fact that yeah, this no, bazooka he- of his and his, his reject dial... My God, dude is quite literally packing heat. Yeah, and he's fast enough with his his uh, skates, basically, that he's able to get the leg up on Luffy. Nearly hits him. Luffy tries to get him back, and then uses his freaking feet to uh, throw off Luffy's pistol. <laughs> like my yeah. God, it, it's uh, the, the I, I mentioned this. Uh, I think way earlier, but like just. The way Oda is able to uh, bring you into, like, it makes the fights feel very three-dimensional. Just like with the ways that Wiper is just kind of going all over the place and all of the different angles that um, uh, he chooses to draw. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I, I don't know. The, the way that he illustrates these sky fights is just, it's really imaginative. And just, like, it's really easy to follow and a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, man... Luffy's gum gum stamp uh, doesn't do anything. It just comes to a stop, which seems to indicate that I I have a feeling Wiper has impact dials in all of his limbs because <laughs> he just yeah. outright stops a lot of Luffy's attacks. Mm-hmm. Tries to use the uh, burn bazooka. Luffy dodges again and he goes like, all right, time for my bazooka. And he goes, yeah. uh, this clash between them. The two of them go, Luffy shatters uh, wipers a <laughs> shield, but takes the full brunt of the force. It gets knocked back through the tree. God, it's such a it's such a good w- one page panel. Oh my gosh, the way to end it and just wiper being like cross legged and obviously t- took a, a brunt of that hit, but still yeah. holding on and Luffy getting up after being burnt like that. Like like these are death stares at each other. My God, <laughs> yeah, evenly matched. And I love the like you sort of see the um. The leftover of like the burn bazooka, just like you see like a kind of a partial hole through a tree in in one of the panels near the top of the page. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's, just, oh, uh, what a cool fight. Right. God. It's it's crazy. It's only a few pages long. Like it's only 17 pages. But my God, that that maximized. It's just so much fun. (laughs) But that's our that's all. That's it. I want to keep going, but that's it. Yeah. No, seriously. Oh, what a I want to see more of this fight. The only thing we really have is Oda mentioning, like somebody asking if, uh, if, if the warlords of the sea are inspired by the privateers uh, employed by England and France back in the day. And he's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of based on that. And it's like just saying how your viewpoint on what they, uh, what they actually are. It depends on, well, where you're, where you're coming from. Could be dastardly pirates, could be heroes. So I think that, I think he also does consider that into the storyline. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Man, I love this. I love this arc so much. I want <laughs> it just <more. laughs> confirms it. It just confirms it. Yeah. I just I oh, <laughs> I'm having a blast. I mean, I know it gets and I know it gets stretched out a little bit in the um anime, but still just to yeah. have these fights, have these each episode be something different. 
uh, in yeah. terms of these it, fights, it, it just draws you in. It hasn't felt like it's dragged or anything. Uh, and I, I mean, again, that's just the manga. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a great time with this. And Anero not uh, being yeah. completely like he's hands off, but not completely hands off as we saw with the straw uh, with Sanji and Usopp. Yeah, I just. Man. I feel like I mean we're, we're getting more and more of his presence as we're going along, and you like we we got it now. I mean, well, I feel like we introduced fairly early on, like oh yeah, this dude is a threat uh-huh. um, in terms of uh, in like a uh, wide and broad scope. But now you're actually seeing sort of the effect that he has on the characters personally. You're just like oh yeah, he can just uh, he he is above it all right now, and it mm. um, kind of actually really similar to Crocodile in, in that way that like the. The villain is kind of literally untouchable, where you're just like, how how do you even, what do you even do, you know, right against this person? So uh, it's obviously it's really satisfying to see them overcome such overwhelming odds. Yeah, but right now just being in the thick of it, that's that's where I'm having my fun, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious who's gonna get to take on the uh, f- the final two vassals <laughs> and. <laughs> what other fights we're going to see throughout this. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm quite curious. So yeah, me too. Oh, I'm so excited. But uh, unfortunately with that, I think believe we've said all we wanted to say about chapters 256 to 260 of one piece. Thank you so much for listening. And you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd games on YouTube or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. Brandon, where can everyone find you at? I'm at Brandon Bovia on Twitter, talking about anime manga games and my job. Uh, just kind of, uh, still nothing, <laughs> nothing really exciting to talk about or uh, promote. But you know, I'm just going steady. My wheel, yeah, going steady, just working. <laughs> yeah, it happens sometimes. But uh, yeah, if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 261 to 265 of One Piece. Until then, my friends. Bye. Remember to take time. Set time. Would you get down? Do you even have a clue as to the archaeological significance of these ruins? They're priceless. How dare you talk back? What are you doing here anyway? You have some kind of business with me? (laughs) Yes, simple business, actually. I've been charged by God to eliminate any Shandorians or Blue Sea people I find with my axe dial. (laughs) Cesse fleur! And with a twist? Such a lack of respect.